Hey, Ryan, so you uh, ready to talk about uh, our next topic uh, in regards to why VR exclusives may or may not be a good thing? Uh, no, I want to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about Star Wars too. Sweet, more Star Wars. Star Wars. Woo! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of Virtual Boys. I'm Chris, this is Ryan. Hello. You probably know that by now. Uh, today, we want to talk about Star Wars. Um, like like the opening said, we were going to talk about exclusives. But that's going to be another episode because Star Wars pinball's out. And now I'm in the Star Wars mood. I've got the Cantina song stuck in my head and that's just, it's got to happen. Plus, I have a passing interest in Star Wars just a little bit. So we can talk about Star Wars anytime we want. In fact... On our Patreon, we just discussed Star Wars the prequels on our bonus episode, available only to patrons. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> We're whores! Anyways, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, um, Ryan, I heard rumors that you were a Star Wars fan. So let's jump into it. Um, I guess the reason that I, I had initially brought this topic up, not only because Star Wars Pinball, but it's also it's one of those franchises where it's kind of like on everybody's wish list for like games they want to see in VR. And we've gotten a few games, the big one being Squadrons, that was like, oh my god, yes, this is what we wanted in Star Wars. But I wanted to talk about basically what we've gotten and what we still want and you know what that might look like. I guess as the Star Wars fan, how have you... How have you felt about what we've gotten so far? It's been amazing and disappointing. Um, uh, going back to 2016, PlayStation VR, Battlefront 1 got its VR X-Wing mission content. And as a huge Star Wars nerd, I was I, I couldn't have gotten that fast enough. And I never bought Battlefield or Battlefront 1, rather. Um, so I picked that up for like 15 bucks, I think, uh, in-store and loaded it up as a 25-gig install and all this BS. And then you finally get there and you're in this like all-white very boring hangar with this x-wing all right it's cool i'm x-wing vr but then actually no, you, the opening is that walker when you yeah, actually look up at the walker that atat walker stops oh over my you, goodness and it's like whole do you know shit. how long i waited at that menu to see if something else would happen like honestly god like half an hour i could still hear the dude walking in the distance like, he was like just a great pixel at that point and i was like all right i'm pretty sure i'm safe in pressing the start button but no once you're in the x-wing and it's like a fully narrated 15 minute adventure like it, it was just like this is this is why I VR man like this is like why why is this only a single battlefront mission when I'm flying the X wing and shooting down Tie Fighters and this Star Destroyer appears just out of nowhere and you're just trying to survive and K two S O from Rogue One is sitting there chirping on the it's just it was like fifty minutes of pure fan service that was like my god like why don't we have this and like like, like obviously if EA is going to put a VR mission in this one game clearly they're going to make another Star Wars game any day now and release that and. Four years later, that happened. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think we were going to get it. When Squadrons was announced and it had full VR support, especially coming from EA, I was like, bravo. Like, like that's the type of moves. Like, you know, and it's funny, like, for all the shit that EA gets and, the, and that I give it, 
they did it. Like they actually gave us I have to assume, a proper Star Wars. I have game. to assume that Sony was behind some of that. I mean, there was a lot of tie-ins at that time with Tomb Raider, Star Wars, Call of Duty. There was a lot of like big name franchises with like just dipping their oh, toe in VR. Battlefront, Battlefront, yes. I think Sony paid for that because they had the exclusive to that. Oh, you're talking about squadrons. I see. Yeah. I'm talking about squadrons. I didn't think we were ever going to get that. And when right. it came four years later, I was like, holy shit. Like, we actually got it. And I think squadrons, I think we'll get into that more. I, if we, I guess if we kind of go through this in order. Um, and it's worth talking about because it's brilliant. And I want to talk about it more. But after that Battlefront mission, I mean, back to that Battlefront mission, every friend I have that would give a shit, I VR raped with the Battlefront mission. Oh, yeah. And and they sat there for the whole 20 minutes. And it really, because it was really like, it was it it delivered the experience that they hoped VR would be at that time. Like it was, it was one of the few things that like absolutely delivered. You're just sitting there in a fucking X-Wing. Like it just was amazing. And, and just, and like you knew you were in for something special just when that AT-AT Walker walks over and it's just like the scale, like it's three stories high and it's boom, boom. And it was just like, Oh my God. Cause scales the thing that I think a lot of people don't get. If they haven't played VR and even being VR veterans, I, I, I know for myself, I still forget like with with with, you know, we're playing we're playing uh, Demio right now. Right. And it's still I'm like, oh, man, that's so crazy when you zoom in and all of a sudden the characters on the table are like eight feet tall. Like it's just scale is one of the things that makes VR amazing. And that that first Battlefront mission just beat you over the head with it. And I loved it for that. I did feel that the Battlefront mission, though, was it, it played it safe. Like it was slow. Like your plane, you know, your, your, your X Wing still didn't fly as fast as I thought it should. It, it, they didn't let you roll, which these are all things that squadrons brought. And I was so happy to do that. But Battlefront definitely felt like a, like a, demo for the mass it was the battlefront one engine still and i think it, because it looks so good because of that but also because that game wasn't exactly known for its amazing flight mechanics so we got basically those flight mechanics ported over so yeah you couldn't do a barrel roll at least not a not one that was remotely quick anyways um but like i said just because it had that that ea license attached to it it was just it showed us what could be possible and that was the big thing it showed us what could be possible like there was no question about like you know would it look good could ea deliver it could very much clearly it was it was it was proof of concept that this would absolutely work phenomenally in VR and look amazing even on the PlayStation VR headset. Um, that was a sarcasm. I mean, PlayStation VR is still capable of doing excellent visuals, um, but uh, yeah. So that was they were the- above and beyond, though. They were definitely you oh, know yeah. it it was it was you know we've had reminders of this throughout the PSVR's lifespan, but it was like one of those things where you can tell when AAA money has been dumped into a VR title. Because oh, yeah. that's when you, your expectations are often surpassed. Like, oh wow, this little headset can sure do some things when the money's spent on it, right? And so that was a really good example. But I mean, that was kind of it for Star Wars until well, I guess it would have been Vader Immortal, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, there was some fan stuff in between there. Um, there was uh, some Gear VR and Ghost stuff. There was like a droid bay. You could make some droids. Yeah. Uh, when the Vive released, there was actually an R2. There was like a little quick mini mission that was on there. Where you got to wield a lightsaber and stuff for like 10 minutes and you had to defend the Millennium Falcon. But it's very much, once again, it was a little 10 minute mission, like very stock, just a little bit of light, 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 light lightsaber play. Um, and then you were done. And that game required the use of room scale. So I went to a buddy's place to play it. We couldn't play because his room wasn't wide enough to actually like, reach stuff. And there was no locomotion options. So there was like a, something out of reach. He just couldn't get there because his wall was in the way and there was no other way around it. So I never got to really play that. I should actually go and try to find that now that I'm thinking about it. I kind of forgot about it. Um, but it was but, another little experience, kind of. They were tastes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all they were, were just taste. It wasn't until Vader Immortal um, dropped that we kind of got our, our next big glimpse at uh, ILXM Lab kind of taking over the VR. Or I guess I shouldn't say taking over, but uh, starting to dabble in, in VR with the uh, Star- bigger Star Wars games than just the droid-based stuff. Now, I was still very much a PSVR headset, and I think you were on PC already, so you might be able to speak more accurately on this, but... I always felt that like Vader Immortal, I think it, it came out on like PC on the Oculus side, right? But it was yeah. very much, I think it was very much supposed to be a quest showcase title. You can tell. I mean, it was pushed. It was, but it was also really pushed. Yeah. As, as quests. Yeah. Title. It looked amazing on the, I mean, like just comparatively, it, look it looks amazing on the quest. And, but I mean, being more familiar with, with how the quest works now and kind of seeing, where they shortcut games to kind of disguise um, disguise how limited it can be at times. You can see that all over the quest. Just the fact that the game is crazy linear. There's no exploration. Um, like every time you have an encounter, you're rooted in space and it can just shoot from one. You're not, you're not moving from cover to cover or anything like that. Um, in between those sections, of course, you're climbing ladders and stuff. So they kind of do a really good way of really good, like it's almost like they're turning engines off to turn engines on in game. It's like, all right, now it's a shooting engine. They shut down all the locomotion stuff. And then they, all right, shooting's done. Turn the locomotion back on. All right, shut the locomotion down. Now it's back to lightsabers or force Did powers. Did they plant your feet when you were shooting? I mean, other than obviously moving around in your real space, but there was no, there. I, I don't think there was any I'm locomotion. To, I thought there was. I, I'm, I'm, I, the, the, the I think goal, it was just the, this. Like, it was just like ducking and dodging yeah. blaster fire. The blaster battle that stands out to me was in the, it was in the TIE fighter hangar. The third one. It was one. on episode three. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I was running around there, but maybe I'm just now. Maybe I'm just so. Um, I'm just so like versed. I think you may have may, you might have moved edge. from cover point to cover point, maybe. But maybe. I, I'm positive there was no like free running locomotion because I mean, there's still, as far as I know, on any of the headsets, there's still no smooth turning. It's click turning. There's a smooth option, but the smooth option just animates that that click smoother. It's hilarious. Yeah, I. It was. I found it very frustrating on the PlayStation once it finally got the uh, the port of the trilogy. But on the Quest, which is where I first played it, I just turned in my space because I just couldn't do the mm-hmm. quick turning. So that was fine. So PSVR that really that hurt a lot more for PSVR headsets because they were kind of stuck with click turning, and I don't think they had free locomotion either. And they'd never gotten it. They got teleportation for some. Oh, that's right. Our reason. I didn't play on PSVR, and I don't understand. Like it's like it can obviously do it. 
Unless Sony I was like, look, I know the exact reason why. This is just straight up a developer team building stuff in the closet, and it's like, well, you know, on PlayStation, it kind of makes a few of us feel ill, so we'll just get rid of it completely. And you know, it's. I don't think that's the. You know what I think the case is? I think that they didn't want to put a lot of time into porting to the PlayStation because it's not like it got any like real visual improvements or anything. Um, it was very much a lower res version of the Quest version, and I'm gonna guess move controllers. That- you know, it could be it could be the move controls, and they just didn't want to. Deal yeah, with I it. could. That's exactly what it is now. They just strip or like, fuck it, teleport. Or it was, or the performance wasn't there, and they didn't want to fuck with it. And Sony was like, "Nope." Because it runs on the Quest, I don't think that I don't think the performance thing would be it. I, I know, just, but but it was yeah, but they have to port it, and maybe it was just a, a shit ass port. I think it's one of the others. It's either they didn't want to deal with the controllers or they didn't want to deal with the port. <laughs> we're, kinda, we're, we're throwing Vader and Immortal under the bus here. I actually really enjoyed that series. The first chapter, I was like, this is awesome. This is what I wanted out of Star Wars. It was lots of moving around. Um, you got your lightsaber halfway through. The duels were uh, separated. Like, say, you're stationary. And guys would attack you from up high, right or left. And you kind of just had to like react to them like that. For those of you that played Gollum, it's a very similar um, mechanic. Um but it worked. It worked for me. I thought it was great. I think I gave the first game an 8.5. But I was like, an 8.5 under the hopes that this builds more. And it didn't. And the following, even though I, I enjoyed I enjoyed all three chapters, um, some of the some of the little highlights in there were, were awesome. The, especially the dojo stuff. If you don't mind stationary wave shooters, the dojo stuff's amazing. When you're force grabbing guys and force pushing guys and deflecting blaster bolts and pulling out your own blaster and doing all this stuff like it gets, it gets pretty intense and you can unlock lightsabers and stuff along there's just for a little bit of fan service but i thought by the end of the third chapter i it felt like it under underutilized vr it didn't feel like i you know i you know i, I go back to like the the you know um, dark forces or dark forces 2 or the jedi knight series which is all the same series as being kind of like my one of some of my favorite Star Wars games of all time, and that was like full on. You're navigating massive levels and fighting all these guys, and by the end of Vader World, I just didn't have that feeling. It just felt very restrictive uh, and confined. Like your force powers basically turn off when you don't need to use them. So you can't just like grab stuff in the environment. You can only grab stuff. And it's like, oh crap, these rocks are blocking our path. What do we do? Okay, like force move stuff, and then you don't get to force move stuff until you find enemies or something like that. So it just felt very limited. Um, but I still enjoyed the whole series. I never, I wasn't like, oh, this is trash. Blah. I, think, I think I fell on a 7.5 or 8 for the whole series as a as a whole, because it's still, it was still a lot of fan service, just whether it's hampered by quest tech, or maybe they're just, you know, budgetary reasons, or just VR limitations. Maybe they were just trying to play it safe with that. I don't know the reasons why. Um, but the next, whatever game I see, I guess we'll talk about it in a bit. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the series. But by the end, I wasn't like overly impressed. At least like from first to third episode. My joy from that series dropped off. I'm missing words here. But what did you think of that series, I guess? um, I liked it. And I can see how for early VR experiences, especially people pick up a quest, it would be mind-blowing. Like, it was still actually visually very impressive. I remember I had actually just gotten a quest, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, it's a awesome. sexy game. It's a sexy-looking game. And it's got some low-res textures and stuff, but it was very sharp, and they did a really good do- job of um, like, of like, they of playing tricks so that you couldn't really tell some of the limitations. But, you know, like like when stormtroopers came running in, to you, uh, in front of you and blasting, I was like, this looks and amazing yeah even up close to them everything looked, it looked they definitely put their money there was some money spent on that um 
But my problem with the Vader Immortals, as much as I loved it, uh, it was very narrative heavy. Like like you said, the gameplay was very limited, and it was very much like situational. It's like, okay, now you're blocking some shots with your lightsaber. Oh, you've got a force power. You use this, you know. And you know, this is a blaster fight, and you can oh, you can you know. It's just like very situational, very experiency. And I guess as a VR veteran, that was my concern with it. It was that it was like it's it's very it felt like a like an extended ride at disney if you were going to like a star wars vader experience or something and i just it felt to me like i it, it wasn't much of a game you know it wasn't it did it wasn't it didn't have any like real like it had obviously it had gameplay mechanics but there wasn't really any in-depth gameplay and i never felt like the story was very engrossing like yeah who doesn't want to be face to face with vader and who doesn't want force powers? And all those things were cool. But I didn't think the story was so good that I was like excited to play all three trilogies. I found myself just going, okay, skip, 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 skip. I, cool thing. I actually appreciate the story. I don't like, I mean, I like when think when people commit to decisions. So regardless of how bad a decision might be, um, like for instance, episode eight, um, and then you know, if at least you know going into episode nine, I would have loved to see where that decision would have gone, but they didn't go that way. And you can clearly tell that decisions were made behind the scenes. That basically just they 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 removed themselves from whatever decisions they originally made. So in Vader Immortal, when it showed Vader, spoiler, boys and girls, when they showed Vader crying over Padme still, and the whole plot still centers around him bringing Padme back from the dead, I was like. All right, at least they're staying really consistent with this whiny ass character who still misses Padme. Like she's gonna stick with this guy at that point. I don't know if you guys remember the end of your relationship. It was pretty dicey by the end, and now you're you know you're you're wiping out the galaxy with every single swipe of your lightsabers, removing Jedi. You're like Padme will still love me. I can bring her back. Like man, you are you're out to lunch, Vader. But I appreciate your dedication. Um, and where were you go? Where were you going with that? That you felt that this stuck? It's. Stuck I just it? I, I I appreciated that it actually referred back to the prequel series and his love for for Padme, and it wasn't just because the first time you see you see Vader, he's like over these crystals, and he's like, but whatever he says, like I miss you, or you know, I can bring you back, and it shows like this really skewed image of Padme that you can't see that it's um uh the actress I can't remember her name right now, but you can clearly tell it's it's Padme. And I was I just I now the point thank you. I I I I dug I still I dug that. Like at least they're committing like to that story a bit and and his love because as 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 ridiculous as his love for Padme is, or I guess their relationship is, those those little story points that come after the fact still kind of hammer they still like add to the story as a whole, I guess, as far as as far as their relationship goes, or at least how he perceives their relationship. So I kind of dig that. Like, you know, it, it, it goes on with the fact that, you know, like his mom dying and how he couldn't control that. And obviously Padme dying, him trying to prevent Padme's death and him still after the fact being like, I can bring her back. It, it adds the whole, like, you know, the whole Palpatine Vader thing with like, you know, we can, you know, we can defy death and all that stuff. So I did kind of appreciate that they were still kind of going back to those storylines from the movies, at least just like touching on them. And I, I dug that as a, as a guy, once I, you know, once you accept that the, um, you know, these stories are canon and that this is the way they are and I accept the prequels for being what they are, they're great. I don't accept those sequels for being what they are, but that's a discussion for a podcast for another day. Um, but the prequel stuff, you know, it's flawed as hell, but it's, it's canon. And so 
when they double down stuff and they refer back to it, I just I do appreciate it a little bit more. I mean, that being said, if Jar Jar showed up, I don't think I'd be thrilled about that. But um, <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Although people would probably have paid to beat him down in the dojo. <clears throat> you know, I guess the this is the thing that comes back, and I always get crucified by my wife for this, is I don't really like story in games that much. Like, I don't, or at least I don't Who play says games. That? I don't play games for story. Like, I play games to play, I want to play video game. And so, my, my, the draw to me is not, not the narrative. There's very few games where I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out. That's just not why I play games. And so when I go to like, my approach is that when I go to play a Star Wars game, I want, I want to play a game. I don't want to sit there and watch endless cutscenes. And it definitely had that going for it. On, on top of that, I really enjoy Star Wars. But, I, you know, my enjoyment of Star Wars is very much like the little kid me that's just like, it's fun. I like laser blasts and I like the, and I like the good and the bad storyline. And I find it very, very enjoyable. And like we said, I find it as comfort food. But I've always think that Star Wars has been narratively very weak. So I don't. You I shut your mouth. Well, it has. Ryan. <laughs> and I and and I'm not exactly like approaching, you know, uh, a game series with high hopes of it being like fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> But anyways, look, I enjoyed Vader Immortal. I thought it was amazing in VR, for pe- especially for those who might have been their first uh, foray into VR. I was like, holy crap, this is like AAA VR, and I loved it for that. But I, was want- I, f- I left myself very wanting because I wanted a Star Wars game, not a Star Wars experience. And I felt that Vader Immortal was an experience with gameplay. So before we get to our next game, um, something you didn't do that I did was the Secrets of the Empire at the um, in our so it's called the Void. It's a VR experience. Um, that's at Rec Room in West Edmonton Mall. We were gonna try to get together and do that before COVID and stuff hit. Oh, I don't remember much before COVID. Yeah. Um, it's been so long. Um, but uh, I did that thing twice, and it's amazing. Um, was it VR, dude? Okay, well, listen to me talk here, Chris. Um, so, uh, I went there for two, I knew this thing existed. I went to a buddy's birthday party and tried this thing on. It's a 50 minute VR experience. And I've told just about anybody who hasn't tried VR. Um, it's expensive. I mean, for us, it's like 35 bucks or 40 bucks for like 15 minutes, which is a big ask for 15 minutes of entertainment. But it's, it's the best example of VR. Like you can show people like I was as a guy, as a VR enthusiast who like, this was like two, two and a half years into my VR, what all this thing, stuff that I do. I was pretty blown away by what this thing offered. Um, this is pre-Quest, um, but it had hand tracking. So we walked in the room. We're all like, oh, my God, like we're doing the hand thing here. And then, like, of course, right away, we're giving each other the finger. And, ah, you know, me and my three buddies. Are- so it's multiplayer. Uh, you know, it's th- uh, four, three players, right? And then so but it, and it's um, it, it's it's not just like you put a headset and stand there. It's um, the whole the whole Void experience, no matter what you play, whether it's Star Wars, Ghostbusters, there's a bunch more, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, you actually walk through the environment. So it's a little bit of AR and VR mixed together. So they put us in this room. Actually, the first thing we do is they we get to see Caden Caden Orso, uh, the main dude from Rogue One. Um, he basically gives us mission like you're infiltrating the secret base on 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 Mustafar. I don't know if it's Mustafar or not. It was a lava planet. If it wasn't Mustafar, it doesn't matter. Um, and you and your three other buddies have to like go in. You're you're already disguised as as, as stormtroopers. Infiltrate the base and 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 mess shit up, right? So of course we all you know we have these big VR helmets on. Like they're, and they're, I remember them being very, very big. We have these huge, giant haptic vests on, but we're in Stormtrooper armor, so it just works. Like it feels like you have a Stormtrooper helmet on. So you walk in this room, 
And then right away, the, the whole room starts shaking because you're on like an you're in like a ship. And then as you the ship lands, you can see out the windows and stuff. The windows open. They blast heat in your face because you're on Mustafar. So all of a sudden, you're bathed in this, like this billowing heat. And you 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 physically walk out onto this ramp onto an elevator. Now the whole room is shaking because you're on this elevator. They're blowing wind in your face. You can smell. It was just a, it was an extra level of immersion. That's crazy. And then I don't want to talk about I won't ruin the whole experience. But one of the most amazing parts of the game was basically we're we're undercover, right? So we're just like some stormtroopers and like, hey, uh, like go grab those blasters in the corner. I'm like, what? Like, I'll grab those blasters. And sure enough, I'm in, I'm in VR. I'm in full. I'm in some Imperial ring. I go over and I reach for this gun I can see in VR and I grab a gun. And sure enough, they map these guns to the VR experience. So all of a sudden, I'm like, like, let's do this, boys. And I got the full gun there. Like, it's, it was just amazing. And then, then you go through just 10 minutes of like, just shooting stormtroopers and monsters and trying to get the hell out of there. And there's like a whole bunch of just Star Wars moments. And it was just, it was awesome. And I, I can't recommend that as it, it was, it, I would do it again. We will do it again, Chris, because I don't think that's ever going to leave the void. Um, but that was a, a mind blowing VR experience. And something I, if you ever go to a mall and see one of those pods, don't go to the pods, go yeah, find your nearest, brutal. like, yeah, go find like your nearest, like VR place and see if they are find the void. They're all over North America and do one of those experiences. They are, they will sell you on VR. And honestly, minus a few of the room scale and the fact you're grabbing guns in real life, like the headsets you buy now, like, like offer up very similar experiences, just not blowing heat in your face and wind and stuff, but still, and your whole room doesn't shake, but you know, we'll Any get idea that what headsets they were using. Uh, I think they were um, some modified vibes or or, or modified riffs. They were one of the two, but they were really? not. They didn't look like them at all. Like, they were like no. just they were monstrosities. Well, because they had built in mics, so all the audio came through here, and including because I could talk to my buddies, but it all sounded like everyone was like we were talking through stormtrooper masks. So everyone's like, you know, hey, you're wrong. You suck, Dick. No, Steve, you suck. And like it was just it was awesome. <laughs> it was just like I was I was a kid again. For Fifty minutes, I was just a retarded kid again. I said that retard. I apologize. I know you don't care. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, that was a little side note because I know you didn't do it, but... Uh, no, the, that sounds amazing. It really uh, is. That's, yeah, that's some next-level Disney-type shit, right? That, like, uh, is awesome to see in VR. I'm pretty I love sure that ILXM Lab actually made that thing, too. Wouldn't be surprised at I'm all. positive they did. Because it seems like that's kind of what they're doing. But, you know, that's great. I love that. That's, that's the type of VR experiences that people need to have. You know, if, like, they're going to have a first experience out, out in public somewhere. Uh, so I love that. Um, and I think that's the future of VR arcades is they're going to go for like those big next level experiences where you're, yeah, you, have you know, to. running around like a, an arena, basically. It's amazing. It was all Catholic wireless. Be- like it was, it was amazing. Wireless. Yeah. It was amazing. Was it wireless or were they up in the roof? Because I've seen them like wireless. that. They were, yeah. I'm pretty sure they were wireless. Well, then they were probably Vive Pros. Hey, Maybe, I don't remember. I mean, there was, it was, it was a few years ago. And well, they, and they, but they didn't wireless. look, but they didn't look like them, right? They did look, they look. No, of course not. So, but I think that's what they'd have to, I think that's what they, I think they're using Vives. Because remember, Vives got very much like a commercial side to them, right? Maybe they, um, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, but I, I don't remember them being tethered at all. Cause you did a lot of moving around. I can't see them giant conveyor systems. Of I have cables. seen that. I have seen them do that. Like in the earlier days of, of them doing the arena type stuff. Totally. I don't think, but regardless, that's awesome. Um, and then, so then after Vader immortal, would it be squadrons? I guess it would be because tails came after that. Yeah, I guess so. I had tails first, but you're right. Uh, squadrons Squadrons is when we got like, when did we get tails? Oh, that was the quest Two launch, right? Yeah, well, it was in like December, November. Leading okay, so I guess we'll squat. Either way, I guess we're like it's, they were close. They were close. They were definitely close. It was like because I think 
Squadrons came out what like September, October, something? October, yeah. So Squadrons was amazing. Squadrons was like very close to say the Star Wars experience that everybody wanted. Oh, I yeah. think the big thing is for Star Wars fans out there um, who grew up on like PC video gaming, and I had a friend who was just insanely excited about this game because he was a huge X-wing versus Tie Fighter fan. And they really hadn't made any proper sequels to that. Um, and that was like from the 90s. And every time a game would come out where you were flying an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter, my buddy would go, it still sucks. It's not as good as X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. And now Squadrons came out. And Squadrons very much aped a lot of the look and the controls and just kind of the... I think the... The 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 d- design style of X Wing versus Tie Fighter and brought it into next gen VR and it looked amazing. I always bring up the story. I was it was on like launch day and I'm sitting in the in like the um, kind of like I guess the uh, what you call it, the staging area I guess and you're and I was sitting there with all the online guys and we were all laughing and talking about you know being in the game and stuff and I made a comment how I was in VR and all the guys were like holy shit really how is that man that must be awesome i was like yeah well i'm sitting in a fucking x-wing like i was like like what else do you want to know i was like you're looking at your screen and i'm sitting in an x-wing yeah i you know i'm looking around the cockpit trying to like you know get an eye on on bogeys and you know and i'm just and it's just you're in it like it's like can you imagine ryan if you could take like little kid you and just like all of a sudden put that headset on Blow his fragile little mind. Are you kidding me? Blow your mind. Absolutely (laughs) blow your mind. Yeah. Um, You know, it was an insane experience on both the PSVR and the PC. Um, You know, I don't know. Like, what what were your, being the Star Wars fanboy, what, what, like, what did you think? I never was never an X Wing TIE Fighter guy. Like, I always liked, I liked the old Rogue Squadron games and stuff and all the N64 days. I got a lot of Rogue vibes, yeah. I definitely got Rogue Vibe 2. Rogue Vibes 2. Um, but, uh, and it's awesome. Like, Rogue Squadron's amazing. Just being in the hangars and even the story was nice how you jump back from Rebels to Imperials. So it's like a, you know, it's a linear narrative. Um, but it was cool to just kind of like to be on both sides at the same time, not like choose a light side or choose a dark side path. I kind of dug how that story played out. Um, I also, just to cut you off there, I also do really enjoy, um, whether it be video games or movies, I always enjoy where they show like both sides of the narrative and they kind of like, but then they kind of humanize, like, say, like the enemy side. Yeah. Yeah, like no. You realize that they're just kind of stuck in it too. Yeah, no, it's it's. I appreciated that because like you know they're everyone's just they're just people, man. They're just people. It's just you know they're on one side or the other. Um, it was cool. It looked great, even on PS4 Pro. I ever played the PS4. It looked fine. It looks better on a PS5. Obviously, PC kind of trumps all those, but it's a great looking game. Like I said, being in the cockpit, I always, you know, the, whenever it goes to the tip menu and loading screen, you always you get the same tips whether you're in VR or not VR. And it says, hold down R3 to look around your cockpit. And I was like, uh, yeah, I've got to hold down shit. I can just look around my cockpit because I wasn't playing on a flat screen. I just like the idea of like holding down R3 to like, like manually rotate around your carpet cockpit. I was like, no, man, like I'm looking back right now. I can see my R3 unit or whatever the heck it was. It's, just, it's amazing. Like, it's so cool seeing everything. And like just the light, like, it was just so beautiful. The lighting in that game was so phenomenal. I remember being in that tie fire and you get the right light source. All of a sudden you see like, the shadow of your, of that window there, like come through and you can see it like go yeah. around your whole cockpit. It's like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Like there's some massive, massive epic set pieces. I mean, whenever you're with a Star Destroyer, it's just like, oh my God, like this is, 
whoo, and then you get the online stuff. Again, it's the scale, right? For sure. And then the online stuff, the 5v5 stuff you can do, whether it's just the free-for-all or the team-based free-for-all, team-based free-for-all, team-based deathmatch words um or the um the uh fleet modes where you you it's still 5v5 but there's like a whole ai fleet backing everybody up and you have to like destroy certain vessels first before you can destroy the main vessel that was my favorite mode. it's so fun it, it, you, you have to work together as a team and that's kind of that's the glory of the psvr headset it's because everyone has a mic and even though i guess the pc side has the same thing more or less like, does the vive have mics built in they must right I would imagine they've all. I would have to assume so too. Anyway, so let's just say the glories of VR. Everyone has a mic. So I know. I know you can hear me talk, you bastards. Talk. Communicate. It's a team-based game. Any team-based game. Talk. I don't even care if you speak a different language. Speak. We can figure it out. But um, it's awesome. Like It's just so good to be like, you know, to just have that in VR. Because like I said, you are there. You are flying that cockpit. You are not in your room. You are in space. And it's awesome. And the, the worst thing about Squadrons was just the... Um, Kind of the lack of fanboy moments. Um, as 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 that you know, I I bitch so many times about like if I do one more Death Star run in a in, in a Star yeah. Wars game, I'm gonna blow my brains out. I cannot you wait. To do one. I cannot wait until I can do my Death Star run in VR. I don't know why I don't have that yet, but uh, that's what VR has done. VR has kind of reset um, what we've done and all these things we've done in Star Wars a hundred times. Like you know, like the Battle of Hoth. How many times have I flown around the legs of an ATAT and tripped it? A ton of times, Chris. A ton of times. I want to do that in VR so bad. Uh, and so hopefully, you know, Squadron's Battle Accounts was a pretty big success. I think it was, it surprised it's a, EA how 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 much yeah. it sold. So hopefully Squadron's 2, maybe kind of we get to see those, those those. I don't want to see a Death Star run, I guess, just because of what the plots takes place, whatever else. But you know, let's, see, let's see some more, you know, some, some stuff on planet or some stuff on the planet surface or just, you know, a little oh, more than just the space stuff. Proper speeder bike run. That'd be VR. sick. You should. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sick. So cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, Squadrons was amazing, top to bottom. I love the fact that it had like a, a decent campaign. That was actually surprising to me. I love the fact that they managed to get it to work on the PSVR, which is actually surprising to me. Uh, because I, when they first announced it, they were kind of vague about what platforms it was going to. Yeah. And I was like, and I was very much like, I don't, I don't. They're going to do eight-player PvP with those types of visuals on the PSVR. And they did it. I mean, the graphics were slightly downgraded from the Battlefront mission, but I was like, well, no shit. And it wasn't like a huge step down. The PC version was a bit of a religious experience because if you had the PC to run it and you could... And now it had performance issues in the beginning, but if you had the PC to run it and you maxed out the visuals, the VR version basically looked exactly like the flat screen version like fidelity wise special effects wise it was like it was there was zero almost zero compromise and then but everything to gain with the you know vrness and the scale and and it was mind-blowing like it is one of the games that i would put friends into if they wanted to see what pc vr looked like it's a showcase title did you really did you play the hodas yes you have to, you know, one of the things with squadrons that you don't get is you don't have your VR hands, right? You play with a DS4 yeah. or a controller or just your map buttons. So you can't just like grab buttons and dials around your, your cockpit. Um, so you lose that immersion a bit. But that being said, I mean, it's like you know what all those buttons do. You're not in like an actual like flight simulator. But you throw a HOTUS in there and now you have your hands are, nav- are actually using your, 
your 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 joystick and, and your throttle and you can actually see that was the best part when you actually watch your throttle go up and you see dude's hand on his throttle go up i was like dude this is this is this is it man this doesn't get any better this is so awesome so yeah if you get a chance to play this game uh and you get you can get a, a hodus for cheap or get a hodus man it's it's some next level stuff yeah, that was uh, it. Was awesome. It was a little more complicated. I found because you had to remap the buttons and everything. But yeah, the immersion was there. Was Some harder. people complained about not having independent hand tracking. And from someone who's played um, certain games on PC like VTOL, which was actually like kind of a sim light sim, I think DCS as well, where you actually are like like yeah. pushing buttons and doing everything. You don't want that in a competitive PvP game. I'm sorry, you don't. You, I know you, you think you do. <laughs> yeah, but you, it wears thin very quickly when you're like, oh, why aren't you tracking this properly? God damn it! And like, ah, oh, I missed it. Like, no, you don't want that. The controller was the way to go for that, for sure. Um, you know, but Squadrons was just the fact that it surprised EA so much, and they said no DLC. Then they brought out DLC. That was massive. You know, I was like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and you know, and like and the other thing that we saw, Ryan, was that with very few exceptions, um, I have don't think I've ever seen like all the major news medias like and like game journalism say when they were reviewing the game, like if you've got VR, this is the way to play it. Yeah. It was universally like this is the way to play this game. The only other game I can think of that got even remotely that kind of praise would have been like Res Seven, and even then you got the people like, yeah, but it made me feel a little sick. <laughs> and yeah, the little little drop in fidelity. This podcast is not for you, you whiners. Third way, <laughs> <laughs> But I just think that that's that's why it was so important. It was such a big step for VR. Um, and that I guess that brings us to like now. Um, I guess, well, I guess that's actually, that's a lie. We got Tales from the Galaxy's Edge after that. And I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to kick this off. The problem, my problem with Tales from the Galaxy's Edge is I didn't, I, I didn't love it. I gave it a decent review. I think you gave it a decent review. Yeah. Um, but it was coming off of Squadrons. It's like, I just got, I just got triple aid <laughs> in, in Star Wars VR. And now, now you're asking me to go back to like, you know, my quest and just play with a ton of compromises and coming from the same team that did Vader immortal. I felt like, yes, this was more game than experience. They definitely give you more to do. Um, you you know, a lot more freedom of mobility. You can pick up guns, change guns. You've got little gadgets. There's just a little bit more to do more environment changes, but it was still so basic. There was no, there was no depth. There was no progression. It was still very. I have a blaster in my hand, and you want me to shoot things. The AI was stupid. I, I don't mean to shit on the game. It, it's like you know, I still really appreciate it. It was so awesome because it's Star Wars and VR, and it looked amazing for the Quest hardware. But it was hard not to just be like, ah, oh, it just still felt like they were like, kind of like. <laughs> Bare minimum Star Wars game. I don't know if I go. I definitely would go that far as far as far as bare minimum goes. Um, I was impressed by it once again, and, and this is a Quest exclusive. This is not on any other headset. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of marvelled at still what they're doing with this headset. You know, I, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen what we haven't seen what the Quest Two can do, like max wise yet. I guess. 
Um, so I'm still pretty impressed when I see them kind of push these things and like being in 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 that opening ship and still feeling like I'm in the Star Wars universe and going down to the planet and being in that you know in his bar and then going planet side like nothing looked amazing, but I was still pretty like going from Vader Immortal and just how limited that was to the much more open it's not open world but the more open levels in this I really like that I like you know little puzzles when you get to the doors and like you know do the circuits or turn the keys or do something. I like that. It definitely seems they're going in the right direction. I, you know, I, I said, I hearkening back to my love of the Jedi Knight series. Like this seems like definitely a step towards that. But like you said too, the AI wasn't exactly, you know, they weren't rocket scientists. They're pre- Once you kind of figured out how they behave, it was just a matter of just waiting for them to do what they do. And, you know, just pew, pew, pew. Um, the boss fight took me a while. Um, but um, I still liked it, man. It was still, I liked that there wasn't, well, I shouldn't say there wasn't, but in the main campaign, there wasn't like lightsabers. You were just strictly like a smuggler dude who yeah. just had to go. I, I did like like getting away from lightsabers. I know it's VR, like why well, you want lightsabers, but I I dug it. I think I dug. I definitely dug it more than you, obviously. Um, but when you were reviewing it, when you were done with the game, or even halfway through your review, did you ever feel like really compelled? As I can't wait to get back in there. Uh, initially, yes, but I think the latter half of the game just kind of lost steam. Like I said, it really started to feel like you were in different environments a bit, but it really, the encounters were kind of getting pretty samey. And that's kind of where it lost, where I was getting bored was just the fact it was like, oh, here's your next batch of dudes. And it's like, all right, well, I'll hide behind this rock and wait till they eventually show their faces because, or they'll just run from cover to cover for no reason. And so that's kind of where it lost me a bit, I guess, was just the encounters. Something I say often, if that game had come in if that was a flat screen game and you had played that you would have been like what is this like a shitty phone game like really you would have been like what what is this like you expect to just be like pew 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 yeah you run over there pew pew like there wasn't really it got a pass because it was so cool because it was in vr and i don't again i don't really mean to shit on it because i gave it a recommendation but it also just came in that grouping where it was like jurassic park you know, uh, Warhammer Battle Sister and Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And all three of them were like big franchises that like put out like very much experiences. Like they were just so light on gameplay. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's frustrating. It's, you know, it's hard. You can't compare it to Flatman. It's like, man, this is not Jedi Fallen Order. Well, no, it's not Jedi Fallen Order because that was still a massively backed EA behemoth of you know this is you know them throwing all their money at the star wars franchise and attempt to like keep the licenses and thank god disney finally pulled the reins out from those guys as much as i love star wars squadrons man like did anyone squander a license worse than ea they had that game license for like what like eight years and put out like three games ridiculous anyways four games i guess but um to me it still seemed like a step in the right direction and obviously yeah i'll give you that and you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, so and I, I really, I, I dug it. I, I dug it a lot. I definitely want, I wanted more of it. Like I say, it wasn't, it's, you know, it's a, what, $30 game, $25 game, somewhere in that ballpark. So my, ex, ex, my expectations are already tempered. If it was an $80 game, all right, sure, let's just, let's just rake this thing across the coals. It's a budget title, and it feels like a pretty solid budget title. There you go, yep. And that's not that's you my know, problem with it. That's well, that's the best thing about it, and I guess the worst thing about it. It's a really good budget title, but it's still a budget title. Like it's not reaching for the stars. It's just trying to get it done, and I think it gets it done. But in no way throughout that thing was I like, 
oh my god you know like, like, even vader immortal had a few oh my god moments when you fight that rancor and stuff i was like oh this is this is crazy this is awesome even that opening when you're in that ship the opening the opening of vader immortal when you're in that ship and you open up the, yep. the panels and you see the galaxy around you i was like holy shit a vader immortal was more impressive I actually yeah thought. definitely like, it, more, it, le- it it stuck with me more yeah, for, so and this felt definitely like they dialed back the visuals enough to give you a more gamified, um, or, or more just more game, I guess. Um, but there's definitely a cost to that. I'm looking, you know, I I said, you know, I'm looking forward to see where this goes. You know, they announced new DLCs coming soon um, during the Oculus Connect, um, which they had always promised. I'm actually surprised it took them this long to deliver it. I don't know what it is though. That's that's what scares me. If it's, no, but if it's, it's just be more those, tale. That was the point, dude. That tale was like another... ten minutes long. Like that tale I was. All, I think that's all it's going to be. They better be release a couple a of them. Ton of those, then, because I mean, you know, I, you know, obviously, if it's just tales, they have to be free. Like, no one's like, if, if they charge for that, I'll be upset. Um, because, like I said, the 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 first tale with Yoda, like maybe fifteen minutes, maybe at the most, and a lot of that's walking. So you know, it, it's it it's cool. I love the I love the Yoda sides. I love it's a bonus thing. But if that's just the if the DLC is just that, then I don't know. Then like I guess give me Tales from the Galaxy's Edge two as fast as you can because you know there's no reason why those side stories couldn't go there. I, I need more than just um little ten minute stories. I want I want the next big Star Wars game. And Squadron showed me that someone will do it eventually. Um and hopefully with VR, you know, twenty twenty two. We'll keep saying it, but you know, hopefully these headsets sell enough where and hopefully. PSVR 2, I guess, is kind of a lot of hopes and prayers are riding on that headset because we're not seeing this will be our next topic, but we're not seeing like we're not seeing stuff come to the bigger headsets, right? I mean, if it, if it's not if it's not Oculus Rift, then it's a PlayStation exclusive, and those are those are dying out. So we're only seeing these Quest push titles, and as much as I love Star Wars on my Quest headset, you know, it, Quest 2 is amazing, but it's holding VR back in some ways and this is one of those ways where i just feel like they're just trying to squeeze these games in here as much as they can when they should be on bigger better headsets and honestly should be bigger better games yep i mean i saw a lot of quest owners be like man we want squadrons it's like man you gotta understand what's on your face <laughs> no and that's exactly <laughs> it too. that is your expectations are just not not in line but i mean that's that's you know that's not fair to just shit on people for that because they don't necessarily obsess over it and understand Look, like what goes into it like we do. I gave and it an eight. I gave it an eight out of ten. And I still I'll stand by that score. I mean, by show. the end of it, I was tired. Show. It's a budget, it's a Star twenty five you know, Yeah, maybe, but I mean I preface my review my Star Wars reviews by saying that though. I think every Star Wars review I have says like, first of all, I'm a Star Wars fan, and second of all, here's my thoughts. Because I very much obviously I, I have bias. Like, I mean, the second I saw 3PO, I was like, all right, that's another VR character checked off my list. Cause I've seen Vader now, I've seen 3PO, I got R2 checked off. Um, you know, there's a few others I've you know I've seen, even with Star Wars Pinball we'll get into. I've seen a bunch more, but they don't look so good in Star Wars Pinball. Um, I want to see like a fully realized Luke Skywalker, not like some PS3 era Skywalker, but that's not so, the pinball. <laughs> so no, you dipped your toes in it. Um, pinball. That's basically the next Star Wars game that we got. And that's across basically all the major headsets. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So, because it shows up on Steam VR, right? And I mean, you guys can go watch our reviews for the in-depth analysis. My takeaway was it's pinball. We've seen Zen Studios do VR uh, pinball before with the FX2 game, and it's shockingly awesome. It, it reminds me of like what we talked about third person platformers in VR, and how surprised I was at how amazing those were. 
pinball was the same way. I never would have thought that pinball would work so well in VR, but when you realize that like the immersion that you're standing at a table at this like analog device, you know, like that that feel that real world tangibility of playing on a pinball machine, there's a there's a nostalgia and there's a groundingness to it that makes it just not just a flat digital screen, you know? No, it's awesome. You get to make your little fan cave and unlock a bunch of collectibles and so you can have your, you know, your Jabba the Hutt statue there and you can put your little like statues of like characters from the show all around your room, change up the posters, little trophy cases full of like other little smaller stuff. And obviously when you play the table, if you haven't played pinball FX guys, first of all, if you have interest, play that. It's on sale all the time now, pick it up. But having all the VR-ness, like not just having the table in front of you, but having all that stuff happen around you is cool, man. Like when Luke's beside you swinging his lightsaber and dodging a speeder or just little droids are running past you or whatever. It's just, it's, it's something that just wouldn't work. Um, even flat, even if they released the exact same thing on a flat screen and had these things coming up to your your table, it wouldn't be the same thing, man. It's just it's 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 just cool. To It'd see. be actually really distracting because at least in VR, it's kind of off in your peripherals and it's kind of like behind because there's actual 3D depth. It's kind of like beyond your focal point. I think it would actually drive me cr- like, if, for example, Tetris Effect. I don't know how much you ever played it in flat screen, but it works way less in flat than it does in VR because there's so much happening visually that if you don't have the depth to separate the Tetris board from like what's happening around you, like my wife was like, Oh man, it's like sometimes she like, I can't actually like get a good feel of like where the blocks are. Cause sometimes there was too much happening at, at you. This is very similar. I've heard, I've read a couple of reviews today though. And there's, there's been some journalists out there who like actually complain about the, all the stuff going on around you. Um, and that they just like, don't want the noise and they're typically more pinball purists i can see that i i think there should be an option to toggle those honestly agreed um yep. i don't know why they couldn't do that um just asset on asset off toggle yep. um i didn't complain about that in my review but i'm also not a professional pinball player um but i'm sure that'd be appreciated by some people it definitely can be distracting times i just kind of trained my brain to turn it off and i just turned it off so once i once i was focused on the table it didn't matter what was happening outside those walls i was too busy focused to make sure that ball didn't go between my two paddles so but i could definitely there honestly yeah i think i think maybe you know there should be an option to turn it off just to kind of i guess assuage people who maybe just are don't like having that stuff happen all around them all the time but that's a minor complaint the thing that separates, I think, pinball from all the other games we've mentioned, though, is that in those other games, they were Star Wars games through and through, right? Whereas uh, this is a pinball game with Star Wars licensing all over it. Yeah. Like, really? It's not a Star Wars game. Not really. You shut I up. mean, but you know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, right? It's like, basically, if you want to create the room that you have behind you in VR, you can. So for all the Star Wars fanboys, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, it's a, a lot of fan service, lots and lots of fan service. If you're like a hardcore pinball fan, you're just going to love the pinball games and you're probably going to care less about that. If you don't care about pinball, you're not a big pinball fan, you're not a Star Wars fan, probably not going to do a lot for you, but it might surprise you. It's one of those games, right? And I don't really have anything else to say about it other than, you know, it just really works in VR. Yeah, no, the one thing I will say is you have that that immersion mode, whatever they call it there, where you can put yourself inside the table, which is a terrible, terrible way to play the game. It's you'll so never, cool, but it's you'll so never enjoyable. get a high score ever. I was doing this the whole time. Oh, it's brutal. It's it's absolutely brutal. You cannot, it, it's unplayable, especially if that ball goes somewhere where you can't see it. You're just like, okay, you're just waiting for this thing to like shoot at us somewhere. Like it's it's awful, like 
for, for getting a high score, but it's awesome to be inside the table. And now all of a sudden, this table you're looking at before is now massive. Once again, scale. That's now the theme of this episode, apparently. But well, this is one table where where you look because you're in the kind of the bottom left corner. You kind of look out, and there's a Luke Skywalker character in the table, and he's got his lightsaber. And then at that moment, though, I'm looking up into the room, and there's the life size Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber. Uh-huh. to the right of the table and i was like holy shit very cool stuff one final thing is i think it's hilarious that zen pinball got locomotion right in this game where ilxm lab struggles <laughs> i never really thought about it well hopefully you know playstation people got their full locomotion oh that's too funny i just thought of that now that's too funny uh, it's good it's, it's, it's it's pinball man i mean pin, pinball i said it's one of the easiest things to put in vr um but that's because it works great. I mean, it's it, it's like you have a machine in front of you. So instead of going to the arcade, if those even exist, pinball machines, arcades, I know that's a thing. Um, yeah, I actually <laughs> found them at the airport. I mentioned oh, that in my review. Yeah, there's a couple of new pinball machines at the Edmonton airport. <laughs> um, Fun fact. More you know. <laughs> but anyways, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's cool. It's pinball. What do you say? It's pinball. Yeah, um, it works. I, liked, I like the idea of it on the Quest because then you can kind of just like play it anywhere, like sit in any chair. And then just and prop yourself in front of a pinball machine. It just kind of lends to the casualness of it. Uh, I like it all in the PlayStation 2 because I think the DS4 just works really well as a pinball uh, clicker. There's something about it that just feels it felt. There's something about that that felt more more like a like a pinball machine than than that. I don't know. But then you can separate your hands with the motion controllers and put them on the side of the table if you want to have that whole that whole vibe. We, I mean, we, so we've kind of covered we've we've covered everything up to this point as far as Star Wars, and now we know EA's kind of lost exclusivity on the Star Wars license. I think they're still making games though, um, yes, but we know are. Ubisoft now has a they have the Star Wars Ubisoft. game. Oh yeah, they're doing an open world one, aren't they? I think that's what they're doing. I think it's open world. They don't release too much, obviously, because of course sure they will, because that's what they do. That is what they, I guess. Yeah, why? Why would you give it? Right? I guess one. totally. I don't know. Um, but like you know. Other than obviously um, Tales from Galaxy's Edge DLC, there's nothing on the Star Wars Horizon as far as VR that I'm aware of. What do you want? Do you want a sequel to Squadrons next? Do you want like a Fallen or Jedi Fallen Order type game in VR, like a first person Jedi Knight? What would be your one kind of pick for the next big Star Wars adventure? Not just some throwaway pseudo experience kind of thing. Uh the heck i don't even know what about I'm, you i'm thinking i've already said it man i mean tales of the galaxy edge like it did scratch that nicely but i want to see a full like jedi knight like jedi outcast i want to see that caliber of game where you're going through multiple worlds massive levels across like a 10 12 hour campaign and it's just non-stop star wars goodness but like with with where, where i'm in control of all the action i don't want you know rampant cutscenes like in vader immortal i want to be part of it i want to be there for the whole ride and have it be something epic not just a smuggler trying to find some lug you know some salvage that end up being some droids i want to see like a full-on like you know if we don't stop these guys they're gonna fuck up the galaxy i want i want that i want that level of star wars and i want to feel like it, it matters that you know every every item i get every every everything i do my force power if i want you know i want man for like true force powers of vr be sick Vader more yeah. like touching that, but to actually be like, like you know, like push forward, just force push, or you know, like, it'd be, like it'd be awesome. It'd be so cool to do that fully without without being restricted by cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, I would say obviously squadrons nailed the flight combat, 
and cockpits in VR just work. So I think Squadrons 2 is um, probably a sure thing. Uh, but I want that. I do want more of that. I'd love them to double down and put some land-based uh, missions in there and just you know, just like just blow it wide open. Um, although I think there's only so much you can do with space flight, really. Um, but more of that would be awesome. I think for me, the VR dream game would be something that had uh, the traditional Star Wars narrative, like anything out of episodes four or five, Six, seven, eight, nine. I know. I know you don't like the new no, one, but no. But I'm just saying that kind of that kind of arc where it's like you know you kind of start off and you go on the big mission and you're you know and you go from like a land base to like another planet to a spaceship. I want that full Star Wars adventure. I think you nailed it. You got to be Jedi because force powers in yeah. VR. It's just it has to be. Everybody wants that and they want a lightsaber, but I want to be able to like like you said like. I want gameplay. I want depth. And I want to be able to walk through some of these famous Star Wars locations and I want to be able to like upgrade my character and like, you know, engage in battles. I want to be able to go to like say like uh like go to like, you know, go to like uh Tatooine and I want to and I want to be able to like go into like, you know, like a bar and like just walk around like Fallout style and just like interact with people progress my own Look, story take submissions ubisoft likes vr um and they're making a star wars game i mean maybe next so generation maybe. maybe next gen they have they got the you know if it has the balls to do it we get open world star wars game in or out of vr i mean follow look follow in vr it can be done and who made follow you know it, it, i shouldn't say who made follow it was obviously bethesda i don't know why i did that that was a brain fart on my part but i mean it's it's doable i mean they can do it um so i mean fingers that's are crossed I, for want, that one. I want something that's i want something that has gameplay depth in it and i think that a first person game where you're where you're going on like a like a jedi mission kind of like where you know you got some like like actual like real time like lightsaber battles you know just i want some depth to the gameplay with an original story would be really nice you know i just like you know in the fan service moments it would be awesome to be like at some point you've got to like get on the, the millennium falcon and they're like you gotta take the gunner seat son and you jump on, then you're bah, 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 bah. and like it just be so just some such amazing Star Wars moments to put you in in VR um, with that triple A polish. And I don't want it on the quest. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, and while they're making our dream games, they can just pour over Republic Commando in the meantime. I'll take Republic Commando in VR. That'd be a good a good little uh, like. Have you had did you play? Did you play Republic Commando? I can't even talk. No. Oh really? It's awesome. It's like uh, it's Rainbow Six, but with like stormtroopers. It's like you and a squad of three guys trying to go on these multiple missions. You have to like order them around and tell them to like you know like to break down the door and stuff. And they all work. it's awesome. It just actually released on the Switch. They just released on the Switch. So someone's still porting these things over. So if you could port that to VR, whoever is doing that, uh, I I'd review that. <laughs> you know, another another dream game, and this would be this is starting to get into the dreams. But like I would say, like like a, like a No Man's Sky game based in the Star Wars universe. Where you're like down on the, you know, you're down on a planet, and you're like, okay, you know, I got to go to such and such a planet. And you run over to your, over to your X-wing, uh, pop the top, and then just blast and like, fly out of the, out of the atmosphere. Holy shit! There's a Death Star, like that type of crap would be amazing. I mean, why wouldn't we? We'd all want that in VR. Like, I think it's like you start getting into the you're dream. Being pretty lofty here. That. Pretty lofty I know. here. I'm gonna write Ubisoft a letter right after this recording is done. <laughs> why don't I have the galaxy-wide <laughs> No Man's Sky experience? I think the MMO's still active, isn't it? The 
Tales from the Old Republic. I think that MMO is still going. I think it is too. Yeah. Let's just VR that. And then you, all your write that letter, <laughs> and I want it to run on the Quest One because I do. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're done with Star Wars. It sounds like we think we've covered everything we have to cover. I don't know for you guys watching. Um, <laughs> I don't think Ryan and I can come up with games that we want that aren't like our like little kid wet dreams. Um, it's just like it's just it's like of course I want everything um but let us know what you guys would like to see in in a star wars game and also let us know what you think of the games that you have had um i'd love to know just people's impressions especially of vader immortal and tales because that was something i don't actually feel like i ever got like a really positive really very solid divisive back from yes very <laughs> divisive uh special especially tales i actually don't really know what the general reception to tales was yeah, and actually, so for those of you watching, I'd really like to know what you guys thought of Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Um, and if you're a PSVR headset, I know you're going to be like, well, it's nice to have it. <laughs> we you love you guys. We love you guys. I'm going to guess that PSVR will get it just like Vera Immortal in like when they're done releasing the extra Tales. And I expect them to probably release a couple of those. Then they'll bring it to the PS. I would think so as well. I just because Vader World came over, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. And I, Oculus I, won't care about it anymore after that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I hope, I hope it comes. It'd be nice for us to get something like that on the PSVR. I mean, unless Oculus paid out the ass for it, which is also a possibility. But I would expect it to come eventually. I really would. I, I just the fact that we've gotten games from, uh, from the same that company like Vader Immortal, same, same uh, developer. So I see that coming. But anyways. That would be episode 19. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Uh, Don't forget to check us out if you want to in the audio format. It's on all your major podcast services. We also have uh, a Patreon that uh, we've kind of revamped with some different tiers to give you guys some exciting perks, extra episodes, uh, game keys for uh, the first few who jump in on that. And yeah, we're trying to make it... uh, a place where you can get some real value. And some we want to give back more than you give us is kind of yeah. what we're shooting for here. So, and also, you know, build a little bit of community where we can, uh, you know, have uh, really have a conversation around, you know, some of our episodes and everything. So that'd be really fun. So guys, check that out for sure. Um, but you know, if you really want to help us just uh, hit that like button, subscribe. Yep. 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 Appreciate you stopping by. Um, that's it for me. So I'm going to sign off and I'm going to keep talking forever. I'm yep. just kidding. I'm also leaving. Okay. Toodaloo. See y'all. <laughs>